Hello, beautiful people. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jared, the football genius, Burgess. And I'm Stephanie Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. the Advantage Coach. I got to say something for us, because this is episode 151. Yeah. And looking at the numbers, it looks like people weren't as happy to have me back as, they, <laughs> as we thought they would be. I was like, dang. Well, this don't look like nothing like uh, <laughs> before I left. Stop. <laughs> Well, I was like, uh, listen, we tired of you. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just picking. No, I'm they were picking. missing you. That's why the numbers dip. No, nah, I, I think one of the, one of the things that um, I got to get back on is um, just uh, the social media part. Yeah, you know, letting people um, know we even doing anything. Right. Yeah, stuff has just been so you know difficult to to do. Like you know, even me posting the videos, um, you know, has been very difficult lately, and so. Um, I just got to be more, a little more diligent about it. It's not that it can't be done or it's impossible to be done. I just got to set aside the time and be diligent about it. You know what I'm saying? Like my time and whatever, when I'm using it on. So, um, all right, child, we, we fully back. Um, and I'm, and I'm about to get back at it. So, uh, appreciate you guys who listened last week and <laughs> welcome me back. And uh, for those of you who didn't know I was back or, you know what I'm saying, only know about what we do and, you know what I'm saying, through um, through social media, we about to be back on it. Y'all heard it. I didn't say yeah. a word. <laughs> but I this didn't is, say a word. <laughs> this is episode 151. Yeah. And we're going to dive right into this, who's really right, because oh. um, I'm interested in talking about this one. Okay. Um, this is one of those ones where, you know, you know how we have certain who's really right, where so it's like, well, I can kind of argue either side of this, because I can see that there are definitely pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this is one of those. Um, okay. But I'm leaning heavily to to one side, and so yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't have it like this. I'm right. <laughs> I'm leaning heavily to one side, and I think yeah. um, this is this is a good topic because while we've seen this before, mm-hmm. um, we haven't seen it as often. And or I this think, early. huh? Or this early? Or this early, right? Um, And I think the way that you're going to explain it is going to provide a little bit of context uh, (laughs) around it. So without further ado, who's really right is Calamari is forcing the Cardinals hand on a new uh, contract. He wants his contract extension two years before his rookie deal is up. Now, what you usually see is folks going into their last year and them getting their contract extension extension before um, the last year of their rookie deal begins. Mm-hmm. He's asking for two years before it begins. And so, do you think this is a good move or a bad move on Kyler Murray's behalf? I think this is not a smart move, Kyler. 
Mm. Um, and I'll tell you why, a couple of reasons. First one is the obvious is right now there is a pool of highly qualified <laughs> quarterbacks who are floating around on the free agency markets. Mm -hmm. And um, so you are like, it's like, I don't play poker, but I imagine it's like showing your hand <laughs> mm -hmm. before it's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like this is premature and, and it, for that reason. But the bigger part of this for me is <sighs> Kyler Murray has, I will not take away from his talent on the field. Mm -hmm. he is on a, he is the exception that you see he was like like Drew Brees was an exception mm -hmm. kind of a shorter quarterback that that can still you know get the ball down the field he's very fast clearly I mean he, he adds a, an element that Drew Brees didn't have in his in his legs right mm -hmm. um but I'm just saying that the fact that he's kind of a shorter quarterback and all this kind of stuff, and he overcame all of that to still make it to the NFL and go and do very well because they made it pretty far, right? They've mm -hmm. done pretty well with him. Right. But there are some, I don't even want to call them intangibles, but I'll say that word, the intangibles that I think that are missing. Mm -hmm. um, he appears not to be a very... Um, sociable person mm -hmm. um and so for that reason and no knock on him he could just be extremely introverted and that's just him but it's kind of hard to be a leader on a team when you're not vocal or yeah. social or you know what I mean? at least engaging with yeah. the people that you play with he doesn't seem very engaging with his teammates to me mm -hmm. and i feel like the greats figure out a way to make that happen yeah they're not just going to do their job going home and then coming back the next day they're not just mm -hmm. just watch what I do don't listen to me or don't pay attention to me or don't I don't have anything to say they're doing the work they're showing it and they're being engaging with those people because they know I need them just as much as they need me yeah and I'm not seeing so there are components of being a quarterback that can come to the table two years early <laughs> mm -hmm. and ask for your rookie contract to be extended that I'm not seeing out of Kyler, Moore, Kyler Murray right now. And so I feel like sometimes um, when we, when these guys make it to the professional level, it's the mindset that I've made it and I don't have to do anything else to be better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is the wrong <laughs> sentiment to have, right. especially at quarterback. You need to mm -hmm. always be working towards being better. And that's not yeah. just in your skill set. That's in all areas and aspects of being a leader. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he has just said, I'm good enough on the field. That's what it all, that's what you're going to get. He might be giving it 110% to, to, improve upon his skill set 
as a quarterback with, but are you improving upon your leadership skills? Mm-hmm. Are you even making an effort? Right. So for me, it's those two things. One, boo-boo, it's too, <laughs> it's too many uh, exceptional, not even good, exceptional quarterbacks out here <laughs> that <laughs> could easily come in and do what you do plus more. And again, just the intangibles. You gotta just just the intangibles of being a leader. I feel like those things, um, he has not done those things to put himself in the position to kind of force the hand of the Cardinals at this point, so to speak. So I, well, first let me say, um, just one, I guess, kind of update to one of the things that you said, as far as the, the QBs who are available, there are QBs who are available via trades, like oh yeah, it was Green Bay Packers, yeah. right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. um, but the unrestricted free agents who are on the market now, we know Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, James Win- James Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota, Joe Flacco, with Mitchell yeah, Trubisky, huh? I said he's still playing. I'm sorry. Mariota? Yeah, he was well, he was in Oakland last year. I mean, uh Las Vegas. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he was in Las Vegas last year. Okay. But um, so those are the top 10 quarterbacks that are, that are free agents. Free agents. Yeah, sorry that, that they could just bring yeah. them in. Yeah. You know, they the Cardinals would have to give up something for those other quarterbacks, which is they where I think. The leverage lies because how much are the Cardinals willing to give up? Because giving up something in order to get those quarterbacks, you you can't just get rid of Kyler Murray at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just cut him or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You would take some major hits. And this is why I think that he has at least some leverage. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that he overplayed his hand in as far as when he made the decision to put it out in the media or even yeah. go to the team to say, all right, I want to deal now. Right. Um, the other person that we, we talked about this um, during our production meeting, the other person that we saw do this Ezekiel. was Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. And, but he waited until camp was about to start to do it. And it's like, okay, we don't have him in camp now. We need to hurry up and get him in here. Like we feel, so he created that it. leverage. Right. We feel the loss. We feel him not being here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate part is, they almost kind of have to acquiesce to to his demand as far as a salary because you just and this was a bad move by the Cardinals you just re-up your GM you just re-upped your uh head coach Mm -hmm. right now whatever move they make you know it's like a house of cards whatever move they make Mm -hmm. will determine whether that house stands or whether it falls on his face. Because if you say, I'm going to bring in a, a another quarterback, let's say I'm going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which mm-hmm. the 49ers are smarter than that because they're in the same division. Right. Or I'm going to trade for Aaron Rodgers, which Green Bay already came out and said, uh, we're probably not going to trade him within the, yeah. the conference. Right. So what quarterback are you going to be able to trade for? And what 
quarterback would, is on the free market right now that you would say, oh, I'd take him over Kyler Murray. Um, that's tradable or that's free agent? Free agent. Yeah, well, that list isn't uh, – that's different. That, like, yeah, that free agency – and I, I misspoke, right. But that free agency list is not as – loaded as I think about an Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson or right. you know what I'm saying like these right. are the people that I'm thinking about like uh bro right. <laughs> yeah but, but and you know and, and just by process of elimination like we would have to remove those three names anyway because co- teams don't typically trade their quarterback within the same division right and then Green Bay already said they're not trading within the conference and they said that nobody even reached out to him for a trade. Mm-hmm. And so with them doing this, with him doing this, and while I feel like it was the wrong time, I feel like he still has the leverage. Um, given the fact that they drafted him, mm-hmm. where they drafted him, mm-hmm. and given the fact that they just extended the head coach and the GM. So if they make a, a, a horrible move, they aren't going to be so quick to release, you know what I'm saying, or, or to fire the head coach mm-hmm. and the GM. So um, while I, I agree with you from the standpoint of, um, and, and, you know, we only hear the things that have come out of the locker room. Uh, um, Larry Fitzgerald's dad came out and made some remarks about, you know, Kyler Murray and about, you know, him being spoiled and stuff like that. So <laughs> those are the things that we have to go off. Um, and so in hearing those things, it, it sounds like there is some maturing that needs to happen. And you don't want to invest that type of money in a quarterback. But the way that the quarterback market has been set up, it's been set up in a way that you kind of have to. Mm. Or you're going to be stuck with a, let me go get a Teddy Bridgewater for a year to see how that does for us and it doesn't work. Or we're going to go get uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and in his almost early 40s, he's going to get injured and our season's going to be a wash anyway. No, no pun intended. <laughs> so I, I think, I think that the timing was bad, but he's, I think he still has the leverage and I think it was kind of a good move because, and you said this uh, while we were on the phone, you said that he's a smaller quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And he, he's gotten injured. That's not going to get much better. You know what I'm saying? Certainly not the height, but no, he can't do anything about that. If he's been running around, and and I don't know if you you saw this, but during the playoffs and probably the last couple of games of the season, he made a concerted effort not to run. And so it tells me that this has kind of been a thing for a minute. He's like, I'm not trying to get injured, right? Much like, much like RG3 did after his injury. Yep, after he really got hurt. I want y'all to make me into a. Yeah, pocket quarter. I need to elongate my my career. Right. And so I can't just keep running around here getting popped. And yeah, I get it. Right. Yeah. So I think it was a good move. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> we'll I'm agree bro. to disagree. Yeah, I, I ain't swaying you. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. So y'all let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really right. Really right, yeah. Real good topics. Yeah. All right. This first one, um, Ali Marpet mm-hmm. decided to retire at 28. Mm-hmm. He says he's concerned about his health moving forward. 
Um, I, I want to ask the question, is this going to be a new trend? But I think this has kind of already been a trend. Maybe um, not a mass exodus, mm -hmm. you know, um, but players kind of in their prime making the decision to retire because of their health, mm -hmm. whether it be the mental health or their physical health. Yeah. And so we saw this like yesterday when you were talking, you talked about who Calvin was it? You talk, huh? Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, like you oh yeah. Up popped up and said, Oh, and you talked about Patrick with like, yeah, yeah we yeah, we had this whole conversation about this. House, so yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I just feel like I feel like it's it's it has been happening, but I think this is on a different level. I think CTE is making people more cautious about you know what I mean like wait right. how do I want to what do I want the quality of my life to be right as I grow older because this is only going to last for a little while mm -hmm. so I feel like that is um part of the the process that the process of thought thought process that they're going through making mm -hmm. these decisions you know they come in you know I feel like it's it's the let me just get what I can get and get out yeah you know what I'm saying? I, I I scratched that itch. I accomplished that goal. I made me a little mm -hmm. coin. Let me go do me. Right. So yeah. that the rest of my life is, you know, probably better because mm -hmm. it's just, it is a brutal sport and there are consequences whether you ever experienced CTE or not. But I was even, I told you I watched The Pivot mm -hmm. with um, Raheem Morris after right the Super Bowl, and I'm looking at this dude's finger. It looked mm -hmm. like Eon's fingers. Yeah. I was like, see, all so over it's, uh, just, uh, how do you fit? I don't know how they do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, so it's, it's, there are consequences that your body, your body, whether it's your mind or your physical body are going to um, experience. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm here for it. Go get what you get and be smart about what you do with you what with, with what you get and then go do do something else. But this is why why what we do and why the project is so right. important because before you even get to that level, you need to know who you are outside of this sport. Right. It kind of makes you motivate. It motor it gives you more. You're not in this space of desperation. It makes me think about a, a um a situation where there's a, a a spouse who doesn't work and the other one is taking care of the home and there's a situation where they want to leave. Mm -hmm. They're stuck because they feel like this is all I got. Right. It's the same kind of thought in my head of like with football for some of them because mm -hmm. this is all I know. Right. I don't know anything else. So I got to yeah. do this until the wheels fall off instead of if I'm aware of what else I am. And who else I am, or whatever the purposes I'm here for, I can I can be like, oh, like I think about Myron Roll. Who? Myron Roll. Myron Roll, yes. Easy transition. Easy. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm gonna be a neurosurgeon. I'll see y'all. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that is that's why Calvin Johnson was like, oh, I can leave. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done so much stuff in the realm of. Um, helping people um, 
with like water quality and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff when he was at Georgia Tech that like it's Which I'm good. Reason? I can go. It's not a I'm I'm not married to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm here for it. Do what y'all need. Yeah. I'm here for it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ukrainian Yaroslav Amasov, welterweight Bellator champion, has vowed to stay and fight for his country. And not only did he do that, he took his family to safety and then he returned to fight for his citizens. So he made sure, or fight with uh, his fellow citizens. He made sure his family was safe first, got them to safety, and then went back to be on the front lines with yeah. his fellow people. Yeah. yeah. It was dope. I mean, it was brave, mm-hmm. right? And it's been several of them. A couple right. of other boxers and other athletes have come out since this story to talk about their own, like, yeah, we're going to stay and fight. Yeah. And I just, you know, we talked about, I told you I cry just when I think about what they're going through. And um, yeah. and so I just, um, I just think it's, I pray for it, all of them. I look at their their um, president and I see the weariness, but the strength is still there. Um, and so I just hope that they, you know, are all safe when this is all said and done. Right. And um, I just thought it was a brave move on his part because uh, easily when you, because I think what was initially reported was he flew, he fled, right. right? Because he was in the process of getting his family away. They right. thought he was going to stay. So how easy would it have been? Right. <laughs> to just stay. Yeah. Wherever he was, right? Right. And so I'm just really, I thought this was um just brave on his part. I feel like I'm talking a lot, Jared. No, no, no. No, no, you good. I'm like, I feel like you go, no, I'm done. Okay. No, no, I'm with you. I um, you know, I when when we uh talked about the story. Um, during our production meeting, like I, I was saying the same. I was like, you know, we're starting to see like other athletes, you know, go and join these front lines. Yeah. Um, and just the bravery that it takes because, you know, they don't have like a large army. No. They are really putting guns in the civilians' hands and saying, like, listen, we got to protect what's ours. And the fact that they've been able to kind of hold it down, um, fact that they've been able to hold it down for as long as they have um it is admirable it is yeah absolutely and shout out to the yeah um, to even the um players who are here in the united states who Mm -hmm. are of ukrainian descent that are you know pouring back in giving aid where they can um through you know funding and all that kind of stuff and I know that I can't remember who it was. Was it the Jazz? I think it was the Jazz. They mm-hmm. all wore like yellow socks the other night mm-hmm. in um, in unity with Ukraine. So just I'm, you know, we always want to see people who have the influence putting their influence out there in positive ways. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good stuff. All right, let's talk about this WNBA players. Uh, WNBA Players Association yeah. and their decision to opt out the current CBA. Or for those of you who don't know what the CBA is, it's the Collective Bargaining Agreement. It's the document that they come together to create to say, all right, this is how 
we're going to run this league and these are the things that we're going to set in place. And that encompasses certain rules. It encompasses how much money the owners will be paid versus the, what the players will be paid. And so um, the, the, the players are deciding to opt out of this agreement. And I think that the thing that maybe tipped the scales or the straw that broke the camel's back was the, the WNBA's decision to find the New York Liberty $500,000 for chartering flights to their games. Because in the collectively bargained agreement, one of the agreements or one of the things that they came to terms on was that they had to fly commercially. How do you feel about that? Boss move on their part. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Boss move on their part. Um, they hold the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when things are not um, conducive for you and you mm-hmm. hold the cards, right? And you use that leverage. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're doing. And I love it. I feel like this is what they should be doing. And I, thought, I find... And the thing is, you'll know because you're Mr. Business here. When did they um, when did they agree on this particular collective bargaining agreement? And the only thing I want to know is if it was before 2019. If it, let me see. Um, I, I feel like it had to be uh, before 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think in order for them to opt out, um, it has to have been a situation where they were at least coming to the end. Because usually right. CBAs are like every 10 years. 10 years, okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But I, so I, I feel like it's it hasn't been within this last two or three years. Two years, right? Yeah. So, okay, eight years. Eight years, okay. So they're eight probably years. coming up on it. They agree every eight years. Oh, no. Mm, they just had one? We must stand corrected. Because you remember you remember how they negotiated maternity leave and mm-hmm. stuff like that um, mm-hmm. into the last CBA? That was in you 2020. That was 2020. Yeah. So um, it was supposed to, guess, run until 2028. Mm-hmm. Um, but they must have felt that... Um, they must have felt like, you know, that was a thing. I, because one of the things that we saw, um, and I'm reminded of this, is that there was something that happened with the Las Vegas Aces mm-hmm. with their commercial flight that they didn't make it to mm-hmm. either make it to a game. I think they made it to the game on time, but they didn't make it with enough Normal. time to, right. to do the things they needed to do before a game. Correct. And the WNBA was just kind of like, oh, well. Yeah. No, you know, I remember that. Yep. And so, I, to me, that would, you know, I would, if I'm an owner of a team and I can charter flights, I'm like, well, th- I need mm-hmm. to do something for my team. Absolutely. To, to make so, this easier. And so, for me, I asked the question because I feel like the WNBA finding the Liberty, it was a Liberty, right? Yeah, the Liberty. Yeah. Um, finding the Liberty, given the circumstances that have been happening, i.e. a global pandemic, Mm -hmm. 
Um, if an owner has the ability to do so and is willing to do so to ensure, to, to ease the minds of his people mm -hmm. by allowing them not to have to fly commercially. Right. I'm just saying. Right. And I feel like if, if there was some way that they could go back to the table on that and, and, you know, put like an amendment into the CBA, like I feel like that should have been done. Because I do understand that rules are rules and, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. But but at the same time, when we see that a rule doesn't work or that a law doesn't work and that it doesn't fit this present time, then things are adjusted. Like, you know, that's the reason why the, the president has, you know, executive power. orders, yeah. executive power to make certain decisions when things become dire. And I feel like COVID was a dire situation, like you said, Absolutely. Absolutely. and teams should have been able to, to fly, you know what I'm saying, charter yeah. flights. I mean, like that's on the basic human level. And then mm -hmm. to your point about what happened to the um, team, the Las Vegas mm -hmm. team, like that is a whole nother beast that we, you know what I mean? Like, right. come on, like, um, so I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm glad that they're bringing this back to the table. It makes it even mm -hmm. more of a boss move that we only a few years into it and you right. all are saying, nope, some stuff needs to change. Right. And, and you know, and, and in that short time, in those two years, I think the world has changed in so many ways. Perspective has mm -hmm. changed in so many ways just because we've experienced a global pandemic. And I feel like that is why we need this. Mm -hmm. I feel that is why we need this. So good for them. Yes. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna call the audible. I know that we talked about time and stuff like that, but I'm gonna call the audible and throw in this because this made me think about something that we haven't covered that we need to now the mlb they're also oh, in oh yeah they're in talks about their yeah. cba um yeah. and it just caused them to miss the first two series yeah. of the season yeah. um the way that this is played out what do you think about that what do you think about this this mlb um lockout and how these owners and players are going to have to move forward in order for them not to have such now because it's already going to be a shortened season yeah. not to have such a shortened season i don't know why i feel like they go through this often <laughs> they yeah. just cannot it feels like they go through this more often right. in professional sports that they have these lockouts and these times it just feels that way I, and it's probably i don't know but it just feels like it happens a lot for the uh, mlb and there's so much money mm -hmm. in professional baseball that it's a different, they have a different mindset when it comes to what they want, need, or get. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, I will be honest because I have, I've seen, I knew they were in negotiations and talks. And I knew that they were, um, that, because I saw like one of the players um, tweeted out to the fans, I can't remember where he was, and just saying, sorry, we won't see you all. We miss you, you know, right. that kind of thing. So I knew that we were at this point where they were like, yep, mm -hmm, it's, the season's not going to start on time. So, yeah. um, but I have not really paid attention to like, what's the holdup between the two? Like, what's the gripe? Um, but either way, I feel like, again, this kind of goes to what I just said about the WNBA over the last two years, I think perspective has just changed. Right. 
on what's important on even the social, it wasn't even just the, the, the pandemic, but even all of the social unrest that we've seen over the last two years has kind of sparked something in people to just be like, you know what, I need to, I got to stand up for myself. They feel mm-hmm. more empowered to, you know, like, no, you know, things that might have been okay in the past because it's just the way it is, mm-hmm. just the way it is. Right. People are not, that's not okay anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know the details of it, but I will say this, if they felt like it was important enough to not start the season, then it, I, I assume that mm-hmm. it's pretty deep. Whatever that, I mean, I hate, I'm sorry, y'all, because it was an audible, so I really wasn't prepared. To yeah, talk. no, I'm sorry, yeah. No, you're good, but so I don't know details, but I will say just from general outside looking in that this is um, their right. You know what I yeah. mean? Stand up for whatever it is they feel like they need. Whatever they're not getting, they, they need to stand up for it. I feel like it's a amazing thing and I want them to get everything they deserve right. and everything they should have and and these Greek well, let me stop <clears throat> these <laughs> owners <laughs> need to recognize that while they feel like they hold a the power they don't right they don't because if those people left you would have no game right and that and that's the thing I think that all together and collectively, if they made the decision to leave, understanding that they hold the power, that they mm-hmm. it would be good. But I think that because so many so many of them want slash need the money, they're willing to you know Allow. relent the power back to um, the owners. Absolutely, which is frustrating to see. Yes, but this goes back to the whole point we were making before. If you mm-hmm. know who you are outside of the sport, right? Like. A baseball player can play two years and be good for their mm-hmm. life if they know what they're doing with their money. Right. Because of the money they make. They make mm-hmm. money like nobody else makes money. Right. A, a, a baseball contract is juicy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, for the superstars, yeah. Well. I, I think, I mean, I think yeah. basketball is starting to rival those contracts. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and this is a larger conversation that we don't even have the time to get into today, but um, baseball has been overtaken by football and basketball, you know what I'm saying, as the leading sports oh, in yeah. America. Of course. And if they aren't careful, they're going to get jumped by other sports leagues. And so Soccer, those soccer. contracts that we see that are so large are yeah. going to end up starting to come down as far as the numbers. And so... Right. Yeah. But either way, I, I don't know. I just feel like they, you know, I'm all, you know me, I'm all about power to ooh, listen. Yeah. Just be empowered. Go do what you need to do. Right. To <laughs> get what you need and don't, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Do I do I do I hate that it takes this that people won't see baseball? Yes. But yeah. we don't have to live their lives. Mm-hmm. So whatever they need, whatever they're trying to get, yeah. Go ahead, push for it. Go for it. Yeah. Real roll call. All right. <laughs> I know this is your favorite portion of the show. <laughs> and so we only got three this this uh, week. Okay. And so um, I'm actually going to uh, set the time before a little longer, okay? Okay. 
because I know I know that one of these topics you're gonna uh we both are gonna want to uh spend a little more time on. <laughs> so I, I'll go a minute 30 okay um uh, for this all right and so we're gonna start with the NFL combine so the the NFL made a decision to um <laughs> they decided to give in to the demands of the not the owner excuse me the agents who said that uh if there's going to be some type of bubble at the combine. Um, we we were not allowing our players to come because it's going to affect the way that these players can um, put themselves in a position to make a good impression on the teams. So I, I, I don't know the specifics of that, but, but that's kind of what the agents were saying. And this led to the NFL making the decision to relax all their COVID mandates. And so... Um, I'm going to start the clock now. What do you think about that? I'm trying to figure out when the NFL got so soft. Like, I'm sorry. Players have been griping and whining about stuff for years, and y'all never give in. These people right. don't even play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And y'all, what? Right. They ain't even yet. <laughs> you giving it, like, y'all setting a precedent. This is like a parent. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not a good precedent that you're setting. That they're going to mm-hmm. just be whining and y'all going to give in. Like, okay. So, and yeah, and yeah, y'all needed to be in a bubble. What's wrong with a bubble? Bubbles, mm-hmm. we still in a pandemic, people. Right. Okay. I, I think I think now people would just probably are, are pandemic fatigue. Um, I, I have no idea, and maybe I needed to read into that a little more. I have no idea why the agents felt like this would, you know, put their clients at a, at a you know, deficit as far as, you would know, they have not been, been able, able to, to make it around the, the coaches? Like, what would the bubble have been? I guess would have been a good question. And that, and that might be it. It might have been stuff would have been virtual. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, I know for me, like, I like being in front of people. So, yeah. Um, but I still like if it's necessary. Like, we got to do this podcast virtually. I'd love when we could sit in front of each other and do it. Yeah. But you know, so we kind of had to roll the punches and do what we had to do. You know, based off the circumstances. So. Yeah. Stop yeah. being bad. Whatever. Right. <laughs> All right, we at the end of that one. Mm-hmm. Next one. Are the Lakers done? And go, because I know you got yep. a lot to say on this one. <laughs> nope. No, not a lot. Nope. Yep. They're done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let I, you have this one because this is your boy. One, of, one you. of the one of the good things I'll say is um, is that I think Russell Westbrook understands now that this wasn't a good fit. For him personally, and I think he needs to be on the team. You, you can see that he's chasing individual accolades. Um, and not that he doesn't care about winning, but he wants to win on his terms. And regardless of if that's happening, I think he still cares more about those individual accolades. And so um, yeah, they 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 then you need to stop playing doing. the sport. Huh? Then you need to stop playing the sport because it's a team sport. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. It's not about that. Nope, I don't want you to go to anybody's team because if you go to anybody's team with that attitude, it doesn't right. work. It just isn't good for, it's not good, period. So absolutely not. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was trying to be quiet, but Russell. No, you're not. You, <laughs> we still got a whole 25 seconds left. You're not quiet. So they're done. I, I think, yeah. I think. I think LeBron should go ahead and shut it down for the season, even though I know he won't. I know that he's chasing that that um, 
that Kareem um, all-time points. Uh, and again, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. LeBron. I'm sorry. You you solidified yourself. Right. I, and, and, and I get it. He still feels like he has something to prove, but. He doesn't. LeBron, yeah. if you just happen to see our little old podcast, baby, let me just say this. You ain't got nothing else to prove nobody. You, you don't have anything right. to prove to anybody. Yeah. And I'm going to shut up now because I know people heard the alarm go off and they're going to be like, well, you talking about your boy LeBron. You want to add extra time to the uh, clock. <laughs> so our next one is, does John Morant get enough cre credit? Because he's a human highlight reel. So up until this season, I said, I would have said no. Mm -hmm. Up until even recently, I feel like he's just been in a different zone. He's been crazy. Like the last... Yeah couple of months like right before the the uh all-star it was like he was like let me just he just looked crazy when you right. <laughs> when you look at him he looked crazy so yeah. he just in a zone yeah. in a space and so i feel like he's um he wasn't but i feel like yeah he's he's taken it to another level this year but the his what two years before he still was amazing it i just felt like he was under the radar right so now he's getting his just due, I guess, because you said you told me he jumped. Uh, his, yeah, yeah, his MVP. Folks are looking at him. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so good. So they, I mean, with the season he's had, he's all he's he's been on the list, yeah. but I think that he's starting to jump some people. Like he's starting to jump the Jokic's and Jokic's. Mm -hmm. He's starting to jump Jokic yeah. and he's starting <laughs> to jump Embiid and and DeRozan. And so. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see how this thing is going to play out because they're the number three team in the West right now, mm -hmm. you know, and if they keep playing the way they're playing, because they're not too far from behind the uh, Golden State Warriors, mm -hmm. they keep playing the way they're playing. They might be number two. I love it. Yeah. Go for it. I'm here for it, sir. I love it. I want him to, I want him to, like you said this in our meeting, you want him to. Yeah. Um, to, to win the MVP um, this year. And I'm I'm here for it. I love that he um, he's in this space. And, and, and I think it was a great, I think the fit is good for him. Mm -hmm. And so it, you know what I mean? Like because of that, I feel like it, it has um, allowed him to blossom and, and um, thrive and strive in a good way it wasn't too much pressure because it's not this huge mm -hmm. market you know what i mean right so, I, I just like it i just like it for him i'm yeah. here i'm here for him for sure congrats to him for sure on to the real on to the real yeah now i was looking at this and i mm -hmm. couldn't i couldn't tell um because the last name is a the last name is a common last name uh-huh but we know that the nfl one of those families who has all of the children in the nfl are the fullers mm -hmm. and so i couldn't tell if this was one of the fuller brothers mm -hmm. um but vincent fuller former nfl player is now an attorney mm -hmm. so he's a baltimore native okay mm -hmm. yep Right down the street. <laughs> um, 05, he was drafted by the Titans. He played college at Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. So he's one of the Fuller boys. Yeah. And so oh, he played with the Titans for a while, the Lions, the Patriots. 
And now he went on to Fordham University School of Law. And since 2017, he has worked um, as an attorney. So yeah, okay. I think he's like the oldest of, speaking of the Fuller Boys, I think he's yeah. like the oldest of them. He, he is the old, yes. He is mm -hmm. the oldest, I think. I think he's the oldest. No, 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 my apologies. He's the oldest of the ones who played in the NFL. Yeah. Because the oldest brother, um, Corey Fuller, mm -hmm. the oldest brother, Corey Fuller, um, is the oldest one. He is oh. 50 right now. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he's a little older than him. Yeah. Mm, and so uh, the ones that played in the NFL, Kendall and Kyle, yeah. um, they all went to Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. um, Kendall and Kyle both, I believe, now are, are still playing in the NFL. Kendall with the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. and Kyle is playing with the uh, the Chicago Bears. Okay. So, oh, excuse me, the Washington Commanders. I, I was waiting. I wasn't going to say nothing because I think anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I um, I love this story um, mm -hmm. because this is what we were just, listen, that's been a the theme today. Right. That if you know who you are outside of this, Mm -hmm. he made a smooth turn he knew already yeah. he probably i'm sure that for him to be able to just go right into you know going to law school he had already made plans within his time in college and yeah. after that this was the direction he was going to take his life after the right. sport was over and so yeah. when the sport is over with you and so i love this for him and i that's something i want to just say this back to that story we talked about earlier about um Ali Moffitt is mm -hmm. um instead of allowing the sport to be done with you you get to be empowered to be done with the sport and I love that too yeah so even when you know who you are outside of it sometimes that gives you that that empowers you to be able to be done with it before it has to be done with you right mm -hmm. shout out so to, to Vincent yeah. Fuller Vincent Fuller the third, second? I think he's the second. Yeah, the second. Second. Yes, because his dad's name is Vincent. Mm-hmm. All right, feel good final thought. Yeah. This um, was your one. Yeah. Um sad but sweet, like yeah. a sweet kind of thing. Right. Um, the Lincoln University Lions women's basketball team, congratulations, late, mm -hmm. because they won their very first CIAA tournament this mm -hmm. year. Um, and I think the that's the that's the sweet part of this story, right? right? And it gets and even the part that I'm about to say is still bittersweet because yeah. I thought it was very um, kind and very thoughtful of them. So um, they dedicated pretty much this tournament mm -hmm. to one of their former teammates. Um, <clears throat> her name is. DeAsia Young mm -hmm. um, and DeAsia played with the team from 2019 to 2020. She had, so she played with about four or five of the girls that were still on the team mm -hmm. um, at the time that they won the tournament. But um, she died of unknown causes on February 5th. Mm -hmm. And um, so the team rallied around that her basically rallied around her 
um, and uh, wore, instead of their normal warmups, they wore t-shirts with her picture on the front and the hashtag all for one because she wore number one um, on their backs. And so I feel like I get chills thinking about it. I, I feel like she was with them and she motivated them. Yeah. And this was as much a win um, for her mm-hmm. posthumously as it was for them. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Lincoln University. Absolutely. Um, th- this is huge. I, I know uh, I hadn't heard about this until you know you you have brought it to my attention. I did know that the CIAA tournament um, they had moved it maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, from Charlotte, Charlotte to Baltimore. Listen, let me tell you something. Charlotte wants. I know Charlotte wants that back because when yeah. I tell you it was a a whole party for a whole two weeks. <laughs> Listen. I went in 2011, and when I tell yeah. you, I had the greatest of times. Yes. <laughs> a whole um, party for, yeah. a, I mean, I was there for 2020, mm-hmm. right before the pandemic. Yeah. Was when the CIAA uh, tournament took place. Right, yes. Last year in Charlotte, and it was day party after day party uh-huh. after night party. Yes. I, yes. Uh-huh. In 2011, I was at every one of them. <laughs> no, but I, I you know, yeah. um, I, I got nothing but love for Baltimore, but they're averaging a little over a murder a day. And I don't know if that's where we necessarily want to have celebrations like this, but I hadn't heard about nothing happening to anyone well, during this God. weekend. So thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Wow. A murder? Okay. Okay. Well, mm. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna go back to Charlotte anyway. Yeah, and it should. I, I, it should stay in Charlotte. I know that they were looking at Atlanta, Mm-mm. Baltimore, and DC as being one of the sites, and they went with Baltimore probably because probably was a little less expensive. Yeah, because Charlotte is pricey, but yeah, it, it it might be worth it. Right, it might be worth it to to kind of keep it in keep it in Charlotte, and and that's where it's supposed to be like. I, I, I'm. This will take me on a rant, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but I, let me just say, I'm I'm tired of, you know, black colleges having to to, you know, do away with tradition because of finances. Yeah. You know, all of these black colleges who decided to leave, you know, historically black conferences, um, it, it's just it's it's annoying to see. Yeah, it's sad to see. Yeah. It's sad to see is what it is. Yeah. I got you. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, show picks. What you watching? So much, but um, because y'all have been pretty much stuck in the house because I had a leak and yeah, yeah it's just been anyway. Um, so I got a chance to watch Love is Blind season two. Mm-hmm. This has been anticipated for two years now because the last one came out in 2020 mm-hmm. and um we saw from the first season how you know there's two couples that are still married uh, that are that were on there lauren and cameron are everybody's favorite couple to love they're by you know it's a biracial interracial mm-hmm. couple and just it just was everything perfect right um 
And um, so this season did not disappoint mm-hmm. at all. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. All right. So Love is Blind. But then okay. that was kind of my first thing, but I had to add this up. Mm-hmm. So anybody who watches this show knows that I love All American. Mm-hmm. which is a show about it's a real real story like they made yeah. it into a show but it's from a real person yeah. about a young man who left his his team in Compton and went to Beverly Hills and and did really well but then went back because he wanted to see his his home the place he grew up mm-hmm. um thrive and strive and so he put his, all of his effort back into his own team at Compton High School right. and um so they have a spinoff that they have created called All American Homecoming. Okay. And it is the college version of this, where one of the characters, which is a young lady on there, uh, goes to college on a tennis scholarship to oh, wow. an okay. HBCU. She is in an HBCU mm-hmm. from Beverly Hills, and she chooses to go to an HBCU. Oh, dope. Yeah. And um, it is very much so like a revival in my mind of an updated, less comedic, well, no comedy, really, more serious version of A Different World. Okay, so like the dramatic version, kind of like the- Dramatic, hour-long version. This new uh, Fresh Prince. It's, well, I haven't seen it, but yeah, Yeah. it's the updated version. So it's, it's like a different, I said, this gives me a different world vibe. Yeah. Um, just in watching that whole interaction and in, in, of young black people on a mm-hmm. campus with people that look like that, like it's just it's dope. I like yeah. the show. I like the show a lot. All right. So I have been watching Genius. For those of you who don't know, and this this is the Kanye West documentary. And I think this is the dopest thing in the world. And to have so much foresight to have someone to have documented your career, I won't say from the very beginning, but from early enough to see all of the things that you went through as an artist, I think it does a really good job of kind of showing, if you know, if if you only see Kanye's antics right now and some of the stuff that he's done in the past few years, or actually over his career in general, (laughs) and you only saw that and you didn't see this, then you wouldn't have the context to understand why he is the way that he is. Um, I think that, you know, I won't spoil it, but I I think that anyone um, who, like me, has to understand the why, if, um, I think this answers the why about Kanye West. I told you um, what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it, it got to be a time when you got, you know, what I'm saying some, and, and that, and that's understandable. But I think, I, I, I think that you'll be drawn in once you start seeing it. Okay. Because, because it, it, it shows process in the way that. Well, let me say it. It gives, like, it gives, a, a really deep, like, it gives really deep access into his progression and his ascent as an artist. Okay. And you see some of the things like that, you know, 
you would have probably, if you had to endure these things, you know, in your ascent, you you like you can understand why he has the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Some of the things that we look at him like, why would you do that? Or why right. do you do that? Or why do you say that? Why or, do you say that? Yeah. It, it it does a good job of showing that. Okay. I will then I might have to just go ahead and break down and go and watch it because I, yeah. I am the person that's always the why. I've yeah. always said that, especially when it comes to um like working with in education. Mm-hmm. I can't just be assuming because you acting a fool in my class that exactly it, something behind that. Like right. there's a reason that this is happening. Yeah. 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 And this will this will definitely show you why. Yeah. <laughs> You're oh. <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here moving stuff around. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, thank God know? we did it. That happened at the end. And I yeah. <laughs> Well, we're at the end of another one. Yes. Episode 151. Yes. Uh, for those of you who would like to, to reach out to us, uh, you know, we give us some feedback. Huh? I said we encourage it. Please do. Definitely. Um, you can hit us at our email, field the number two, the real podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us on our socials. Our Twitter is at field the number two, the real P1. IG is field the number two, the real podcast. Our Facebook is Field to the Real Podcast. No number, the, the T-O. Wait, um, that. Yes, right there behind us. Field to the Real Podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, our YouTube is the same thing. That right there behind us, Field to the Real Podcast. Um, and yeah, just uh, connect with us, please. You know, we, we truly appreciate you guys who who comment on our, our YouTube videos. Those of you who comment on our social media posts that we haven't really had in a while. Um, <laughs> and so, um, like I said in, in the beginning of the episode, we're we going to get back on that. So um, thank you guys who, who continue to stick with us, who continue to listen, who continue to, you know, um, support and provide feedback. We just love you guys and we appreciate you. But we are out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Now put the cameras on me, 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 put the cameras on me.